All right, my name is Aaron. I'm a community psychology major. I'm most excited about participating in intramural activities this year. Hi, my name is Natalie Chan. My major is finance and marketing, and I am excited uh, to go back to school and see all my friends on campus, um, do some marketing for my the finance club, and also to graduate in the spring. My name is Peyton Alesna, and my major is electrical engineering. I am getting ready to graduate. This is my last quarter in fall, so super excited. Um, I'm gonna miss some people, but yeah, really excited to be done. Hi, my name is Vivian Hong. I am a business marketing major with a minor in visual media arts, and I'm just really excited to be on campus again, see all my friends, and this is my senior year, so I'm excited to graduate, and yeah. You know, fall is an amazing time to be on a college campus. New classes, new people, new experiences. And along with all of these exciting new things can also come some uncertainty, anxiety, sometimes even loneliness. On this week's episode of The Crow's Nest from the UW Bothell Counseling Center, we're going to be talking about going back to campus. How do you navigate all of the stuff that's happening on campus? How do you make new friends? How do you avoid getting overwhelmed? We're going to touch on that and a whole lot more coming up. My name is Randy Scott, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor at the UW Bothell Counseling Center. This is The Crow's Nest. Each episode, we're going to talk about mental health, social justice, wellness, and ways to help you get the most out of your time as a student at UW Bothell and Cascadia College. Now, a little later on in the episode, we're going to be talking to a college counselor and social worker about navigating the ups and downs of heading back to campus. But first, we have an amazing opportunity to get to know someone else who is new to the campus, the Chancellor of UW Bothell, Dr. Kristen Esterberg. Well, I am thrilled to be here and thrilled to be with you. So we're talking about um, back to school today, and I want to get into that here in just a second. But first of all, I want to take this opportunity for students who are new to campus to get to know you a little bit better. All right. So tell, tell me... You've not been here that long. No, this is uh, my one-year anniversary this week. So um, I'm a newcomer to the Pacific Northwest, spent most of my life in the Northeast, in uh, in and around Boston and in New York State. But I am really so glad to be here and really enjoying this beautiful place. What drew you to uh, UW Bothell? Oh, my, the students and the faculty. you know, I am really so thrilled by how closely faculty and students can work together and the opportunities that students have in an institution of this size. Students really get to know faculty. And I've been so delighted by the creativity that faculty show in their work with students, um, the undergraduate research opportunities. And then as a sociologist, I really love how we can do things in kind of an interdisciplinary way because we know that problems in the real world don't just get solved by one discipline. Mm -hmm. And so when we put our heads together and think about social problems differently, we can come up with better solutions. And so I was really excited by that. And then we have this gorgeous campus that has this beautiful wetlands um, and this real emphasis on environmental sustainability. And I love that when you just need a moment to be quiet, you can go down into these wetlands and look at trees, um, look at, you know, see if there are salmon um, in the Sammamish River, and you can take a break in the greenhouse, 
and then come back. It's an amazing place, and I couldn't be luckier to be here. What's the lifestyle transition been like for you coming from the East Coast to the Pacific Northwest? Okay, there, there is a lifestyle transition. Um, I will say the East Coast tends to be a little bit more formal. And so, actually, I love that about the Pacific Northwest. Um, you can dress a little more comfortably. Um, you know, people talk about the Seattle freeze, but there are elements of that in New England as well. So that actually did not feel like a great shift for me. Um, Oh, but just, you know, anytime you enter into a new place, um, I think as a sociologist, my goal is always to try and understand what is this new place like? What's yeah. the culture like here? Um, what are the mix of uh, identity groups? And I've just really been enjoying exploring the region and exploring the different kinds of people who live here and work here and have grown up here. Yeah. You mentioned the different identity groups. Um, UW Bothell, very diverse campus. Yes. Um, that is definitely one of the things that drew me to the campus. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, how does that change your work um, as an administrator sure. when you've got such a diverse campus? Sure. And I will say that that is one of the things that, that really drew me to this campus as well, that the students are just extraordinary. And I think what I love about the UW Bothell campus is our students are diverse in very diverse ways. Um, and so when we think about religious diversity, we think about racial and ethnic diversity, we think about the diversity of Asian ethnicities, the different cultural backgrounds, it means that we really have to be mindful about our programming and really be expansive and think about for each thing that we do, is this welcoming and inclusive for all of the students on our campus, for some of the students on our campus? Um, and I, I, I have to say, what drew me to higher education was the opportunity to make a difference. And in public education, to make a difference for students for whom the public sector really matters. And so I love that we serve so many students or the first in their families to go to college. We have to think about how we serve those students differently because we can't assume that the that all the things that we know, you know, because we've been in higher ed for a long time, we can't assume that that those are easy to understand. We we have to make we have to make ourselves more transparent. And I think that that's um, that's a joy and a blessing and something that I'm I'm grateful to be able to do. You mentioned um, you know, students who might be coming to a college campus for the first time. Maybe mm -hmm. their family has never been a part of higher ed before. So we're at the beginning of the school year. Mm -hmm. You've got a lot of students who are transitioning from high school to college or have never been on a college campus. Mm -hmm. It's an exciting time. Yeah. It can also be a little scary, too. Sure, sure. And, you know, I think the first thing I would want students to know when they come onto our campus is that they belong here whether they're the first in their family to go to college, whether they're one of multiple generations, they belong here. They deserve to be here. And so I hope as students enter, and I, I know it can be fearful, that they come with the, with the belief that this is their campus, this is their place, and that it's okay not to know everything there is to know about this campus. Um, you know, as a newcomer here myself, I don't know everything about this campus, and we can learn together. So that would be the second thing I'd want students to know. It's good to explore, right? You don't have to know it already. 
if you've never been a college student before, how, how would you know how to be a college student? So I hope students will feel a little, a little grace for themselves to make mistakes, to ask questions, to learn, to, to know that they're not always going to get it right and it's okay, and that they belong here fundamentally. This is their campus. One of the things I've heard you talk about in the past is kind of the holistic experience mm -hmm. of being a college student. Yes. Right. It's yes, the classroom learning is so important, but it's mm -hmm. so much more than that. Right. Right. You know, I think and especially in the pandemic, it has been really extraordinarily difficult. And I've, I talk about um, some of the social muscles that we've lost because we've we've been um, at home. We've been um, really separated from each other. So I think one of the things that's really critical for students to learn and to relearn for so many of us is it's good to be in community. And, and it takes a certain amount of skill to be in community, to learn how to, how to work together in groups. Um, and I think those are important things that students need to learn. You know, I think especially for first-generation college students, they might think, I shouldn't spend time with uh, an out-of-class activity. I shouldn't spend time with a club or a, an intramural sport or student government. But those experiences are also really important because they give you, again, some skills working with others. And so one of the things, especially if you're the first in your family to go to college, sometimes your, your family members might not understand that this is an important piece of the college experience too. So I would want their family members to know it's good for students to become engaged, whether it's a sport, a club, a student government, something that doesn't seem directly classroom related yeah. because again, they add tools to your toolkit and they make you more employable, but they also give you a sense of balance and that balance is really important. I, you're, you're... Speaking right to my heart here, since we're sitting here in the counseling center, yeah. right? One of the things that we try to tell students is make sure you're setting aside uh, space for self-care because it's yes. not selfish to do self-care. Right, right, right. It's so important, right? Yeah. If you're going to do well in the classroom, and we know, right? You, we've invited you to be a, a, a student here. We know you have the capacity to do well in the classroom. But if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not eating, sleeping, if there's one thing I could tell young people, you need to sleep. And I know it can be really exciting. You want to stay up and meet with your, your friends and learn new folks. Um, but you also have to sleep. You need to eat well. You need to go for a walk, take care of your physical body. And that will help you also do well in the classroom. Let's talk a little bit about the campus real quick, because the campus, there's so much going on right mm -hmm. now with new buildings coming yes. up and changes. Uh, it's got to be an exciting time for you as the leader here. It is thrilling. Um, and, and in fact, on my way over today, I could see how big our new STEM for science building really is. And what's exciting to that about that for me is, first of all, we'll have world-class facilities for students and faculty, but we're sharing that building that classroom and laboratory building with Cascadia College, which I think is really, really exciting because so many of our students do transfer from Cascadia College. So they'll have the opportunity to be in that magnificent building. I'm also really excited about the residence hall because that means that a student who wants to live on campus 
but yet have a smaller, more nurturing experience, will be able to do that and live on campus. So that's really exciting for me. I'm really excited about the new coffee shop myself. <laughs> I, you know, I am really excited about the new coffee shop. Um, and I will say that's culturally one of the things I love about the Pacific Northwest. There is good coffee everywhere. And uh, as, a, as a passionate coffee drinker, I am really thrilled about that. Thank you so much for taking the time to stop by and visit with me. Oh, I'm so glad that you invited me and really look forward to the start of what I hope is going to be an outstanding academic year. Our next guest is Nicole Hoyes-Wilson. Nicole is a licensed counselor and social worker who works in the field of college mental health. In addition to her work as a teacher in the UW social work program, she also serves as a counselor at Highline College and in private practice at Collective Healing Counseling. Nicole, now we're getting ready to head back into the new school year, and it's a time of beginnings for a lot of folks, maybe some who've never been to a college campus before, and also a return to campus for some others. What do you see as the biggest challenges students coming to campus this year are going to face? It's all the challenges that new students have been navigating for years. Plus, we're in this like new normal and everybody's a little socially awkward, right? And everyone's a little nervous. And do you wear your mask? Do you not wear your mask? Um, so I think figuring out where do I belong? How do I get to class? What is it that I'm interested in? What does it mean for me? Maybe as if I'm the first in my family to go to college. Um, I'm also, I'm a first person in my family to go to college. I'm also a first generation American. So I also grew up with immigrant parents. And so for me to go to college, it was not just my own self that I was worried about. I felt like I had the weight of my entire family and all of my ancestors. I have their support and the pressure and the weight and the expectation, right? So I remember feeling really anxious. And I see that in a lot of our students too, is um, anxiety uh, coupled with excitement. Yeah. So anytime you start anything new, you're going to experience anxiety. But the way you're talking about it, it's like, it almost feels like this 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 pressure um, yeah. that, that students are really experiencing to not just even show up, but to succeed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then if you hit your first roadblock, so I always tell students, the longer you're in school, the easier it becomes because you aren't going to necessarily know exactly what you want to do. And the way that it's structured, higher education is, is that first year or two, you're taking a little bit of everything and no one is good at, a, at everything, right? So you're gonna take a class that you love and a class that may not be your jam or an instructor that doesn't really align with the way that you teach, right? And so then it's like that pressure compounds, like, oh my gosh, I don't belong here. The longer you're in school, the more you discover what you like, what you're good at, and then you take more classes in that, you major in that, and it becomes even more fun. So it's like, how do you take care of yourself in that first year um, is really important. And to realize that it gets easier, it gets better. 
you know, and I think a lot of parents would probably hate me as I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway, is yeah. I really wish that we looked at the first at least year of college as an opportunity for students to figure out what they don't want to do with their lives. Exactly. Right. Try everything and yes. then figure out what you don't like. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wanted to be a doctor and I and I failed biology my first quarter. Oh, my gosh. Coming home and telling my parents that. And part of that was for me, I was undiagnosed with ADHD. So I was taking a class at a time that wasn't good for me. It was eight in the morning in a way that I was learning that was rote and wasn't great for me. And I didn't have the skills yet to figure out how I learn. I got diagnosed with ADHD, learned to do that, and then followed the classes that I naturally loved. I fell in love with mental health and here I am. You know, earlier you mentioned, you know, being a uh, first generation and I'm a first generation college student also. Mm -hmm. And one of the things between the two of us, we got a whole bunch of degrees and oh, I yeah. still get lost when people throw acronyms at me. I don't know about oh, yeah. you, but especially on a college campus, we love acronyms. And that can be really overwhelming, I think, for students who are coming to campus for the first time trying to figure out, OK, what is the arc? Right. What do, what do these yeah. letters stand for? What do these letters stand for? Um, I wonder sometimes what we, especially as faculty, staff and other peers can do to help with that. Sound it out, you know, <laughs> um, and make it OK for students to ask, what does that mean? Right. And oftentimes we use acronyms when we don't really know what it means. Oh, I do all the time, <laughs> all the time. Right? And so it's not because we're all knowing. It's like, right. oh, that's easier to say. That's how I remember, you know, it it, it becomes challenging. Uh, but we need to, to make it as easy to understand and navigate as possible. I think that's a really great point you bring up because, you know, obviously coming to college is an opportunity to learn, but it's more than just learning what's in the textbooks or what's in the classroom. It's about learning all kinds of stuff. And so being comfortable enough to ask questions outside of the classroom is important too, is what you're saying. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you're not just navigating your coursework, you're navigating your support system. And so, you know, it's really important to meet your faculty for their office hours, even if you don't necessarily have an issue, right? Navigate, map out, where are all the places of support, even if I don't need them yet, right? So where can I go work out? Where can I just talk about feelings and emotions and, and you know, around my mental health and well-being? Like, okay, where's the counseling office? Where's a wellness office? Um, what are some clubs or activities that I can do that are going to bring some joy in my life? Where are some tutors, right? So find all that out in the first week or two. And then just have it with you so that if you need it, and I encourage you to explore it, you've got it. So, you know, when 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 students, especially uh, first year students are coming to a college campus, they're often leaving behind things as well as starting new stuff, right? They're leaving behind generally their old friend system, the way they did things, maybe sports they did before, right? All these things that they grew comfortable to over four years of high school, traditionally, they're yeah. leaving those things behind. Yeah. What role do you think taking time to kind of grieve that place for college students who are starting college for the first time? Yeah. 
couple things come to mind. One, especially if you're an international student, you're not just leaving your friends and family, but like you're leaving your country and your way of being, right? Um, which is exciting and also scary. Um, I think it's helpful to remember that everybody is nervous and everybody's scared. I've been working in higher ed for over 20 years and I have yet to meet a new student who doesn't have some anxiety or nervousness or, oh my gosh, am I gonna fit in? So as open as you can be, smile, you know, when you can, or if it's, you know, if, if it feels natural to you, don't feel like you have to make all new friends, you know, especially if you're an introvert, maybe it's a couple good connections. Um, and then figuring out a way, how do I still stay connected to the people in my life, whether that's FaceTime or Zoom or whatever, maybe that's a, like for me, it was a Sunday call to my grandparents, my Jamaican grandparents, right? Mm -hmm. um, or uh, that's usually when I would make my family calls. So whatever works for you, um, but no, it, it's gonna be a, a, it's gonna be a transition. Yeah. And you're not going to have them in the way that you had in the past. But... What about, and you touched on this just briefly, but what about making new friends, right? Um, how, how do you think people make friends when they come to college? You know, sometimes it is through clubs and organizations. Sometimes it's really just sitting around in a class and saying, who wants to have a study group, right? If you're living on campus, then sometimes that's a little easier. So your resident assistant will usually put on some kind of activities or things. Your maybe your multicultural diversity office might be putting on, or your international office might putting on some activities. And just being you, just show up as you and not who you think other people want you to be. That's a really great point, right? Especially when people are coming to college for the first time. We as you know, universities, we have expectations that you're going to change for us, mm -hmm. right? You're going to learn how to now be a college student. You're going to learn, you know, all these different things. And it's also important for us to remind people, bring who you are to campus, right? Yeah. Bring your culture, bring your individuality, yeah. bring, bring whatever it is with you, because that's what people are going to connect to as well. And that's how you're going to make friends because they're going to be friends with the authentic person that comes through. And if you're if you're timid or trying to figure out what do what people want me to do, then they may not know who you really are and you're you're not giving them the opportunity to develop a deep friendship with you. I want to shift uh because you mentioned earlier um that when you were in college you had um undiagnosed ADHD. Mm -hmm. Um and I'm I'm curious if a student is starting to experience that, hey, maybe something is challenging for me. Maybe the yeah. way I used to learn is not working and I'm in this new environment. Maybe there's something that I need to check out and rethink. I, how did you get help for something like that? You know, it took me a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and some things I just learned on my own, just strategies that I learned on my own, like um, I need structure. And so I need to have things written down and I need to, them to be visual. So I'll have a to-do list every day that has 
either work or school so students can do the same, right? That is, that might be a Monday morning, that might be a Sunday night that you have at the front of your binder, your backpack, whatever, and, or maybe on your refrigerator. Those are some strategies I just learned, but I didn't know what it was. Now, had I probably talked with my counselor and said, I am super stressed. I'm waiting until the last minute. Everything, you know, I don't sleep very well. I'm more of a night owl. I can't wake up. It's hard for me to stay focused if things are really boring and repetitive. I need that extra urgency to finish a paper. Um, and, you know, I have multiple thoughts and I'm creative, but I don't know how to get it down onto paper. A counselor could have talked, and I do this with students all the time, say, hey, Maybe there's a, like a learning strategy that could be helpful. Maybe there's some resources. And so we have um, an access office on our campus. So that could be an office of disability mm -hmm. where they can work with you to have accommodations in the class, right? So that might look like having um, a quiet space. So for me, it's really helpful, a quiet space to test. Um, if you have anxiety, then having a little bit longer time in which to take your test or or turn things in can be helpful because your test anxiety gets in the way of your performance, right? And so we want you, it's not like extra help. We just want you to be successful, right? And so if allowing enough time for your brain to calm down and be grounded and, and feel safe allows you to perform at your best, that's what we want. So I would say if you're talk with a counselor, um, and then talk with what are some supports and strategies that I can use to help. Um, I wish I had done that sooner. I think it um, it would have it would have prevented a lot of stress and frankly internalizing a lot of things that were not mine to internalize. You know, I think sometimes uh, students will come to campus and they, you know, are so focused on succeeding that they almost become afraid to ask for extra help, extra oh, help. Yeah. I put, I'm, I'm putting that in air quotes, extra help, right? Yeah. Because we all need help, right? It's just different depending on what our needs are. What advice would you give to a student who recognizes they need help, but they're afraid to do it because it's going to show weakness? Yeah. I always felt like I was going to be a bother mm. or that it was going to confirm that I didn't, I didn't really belong here, right? I wish I had known what it was like on the other end. I get so excited, and, and I'm sure you do too, when students actually reach out, right? And use yeah. their resources, because that's what we're here for, right. right? You allow us to do our job, and we love it, right? So know that you're in a community of people who aren't doing this for the money. They do it for the joy and watching you be your best self and find out what makes you tick and to find what, what you're passionate about in life. So there's so many people that want to do that. And so when I, I could change from, I'm not a burden, I'm actually doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm providing an opportunity for people to be able to do their jobs and help me. So as we're wrapping up here, what tip if you were going to sum everything up in a nice little box with a nice little bow, what would tip would you give to especially new college students, first year college students who are coming onto a campus to take care of their mental health? Well, I've got a little, I was telling this to students so many times I turned it into an acronym, but when life gets messy, there's five questions you can ask yourself, right? Have I moved recently, right? So we know that moving 
whether that's exercise, dancing to a song, just getting some movement helps with our overall mental health, right? Have I eaten anything? Um, and sometimes we're worried about money, right? You know, there's some supports for, for food. Um, have I, I like to think, have I eaten anything that came out of the ground naturally hmm. that has a natural color, right? Because <laughs> when I'm stressed, all I want is like fried and salt, like all the things that aren't actually giving me nutrients, right? If I'm kind of down or depressed, I may not be eating. I'm anxious. So it's a way of kind of asking yourself and checking in, right? Have I moved lately? Have I eaten anything? Have I slept? So a lot of us want to zone out when we get home and just watch TikTok, YouTube, Netflix, whatever. And then we get sucked into it because it feels good. But then I got five hours of sleep and I don't feel so good the rest of the day, right? So am I sleeping? Is there something I can do to help with that? The second S is, have I sought community, right? Am I withdrawing? Is there like one person I can talk to? Maybe it's back home. Maybe just have I had a social moment this week, right? And then the last is the, the why, which is a little messy in itself, right? Is about, have I expressed myself? You know, express yourself. That's what it is. Have I talked to somebody, right? So that could be a counselor. Have I, if I'm an artist, have I engaged in the things that, that make me express who I am? And culturally, do, have I been in a place where I can express my culture, my background, right? Even if that's through food or community or calling someone back home. So those are like, that's the kind of tip. Like when life gets messy, have I moved? Have I eaten? Have I slept? Have I sought community? Have I found, found a way to express myself? Messy. 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 Life Love is messy, it. right? When we're stressed. <laughs> like, yeah. Nicole, thank you so much for your time. Oh, it's been my pleasure. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of The Crow's Nest from the UW Bothell Counseling Center. If you have any comments or questions about what you heard, please reach out to us at uwbcc at uw.edu. That's also the email address to send your ideas for future episodes, volunteer to be a guest, or just to say hi. Thanks for listening. My name is Randy Scott, and we'll see you next time in The Crow's Nest. The Crow's Nest podcast represents the opinions of the host and the guests on the show. The content and views do not necessarily represent the views of the University of Washington. The content on this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not constitute advice or services. Because every person is unique, make sure you consult with a professional about your specific questions and individual healthcare needs. If you need immediate mental health support, call 988. Visit 988lifeline.org or access care anytime using the My SSP app.